heart and receptive to the word of God and then let God move in your life. This time we'll go ask Brother Brandon to come on up. Uh, everybody, if you haven't heard Brother Brandon preach, it's a blessing to hear this man preach. God is truly anointing him. We appreciate you coming and just to preach for us. Uh, close out how you see fit, brother. Well, it's an honor to be here. An honor to uh, stand behind the pulpit and uh, appreciate your pastor. Love your pastor. Love his family. And I uh, love uh, each and every one of you that's here, Amen. whether I'm dead here or not. Uh, we still love you. And, and just great to be here and uh, hope that we don't hit our heads on the, on the lights. <laughs> Amen. Uh, go ahead and be turning in your Bibles to Philippians. Philippians chapter number 3. Chapter number 3 and verse number 13. Philippians chapter number 4 and verse number 13 is a very, very well-known text. Philippians 3 and 13 is also a text that is very well-known. Can I use this book? Hey, we got you the phone, too. This be all right. Yeah. If this is on, what number you got? I don't know what number I've got. Number one. Got number one. I say it's you number one tonight, brother. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 13. Philippians 3 and verse number 13. This is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. And I preach this message many times. And and, um, and I, I don't know the last time I was here. And, and I may have preached this message in this very building before. I don't know. But uh, God didn't tell me what to preach, so I was sitting over there on the bench and uh, bucking them against singing that song and the themes of their songs. And God said, go to Philippians 3.13 and just preach what I gave you. Come on, amen. Somebody amen. needs to hear it. Paul's writing to the church at Philippi, and Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or to have achieved, he said. I, what, what Paul's saying is, I haven't done it all, and I haven't reached the pinnacle and I haven't reached the highest point where I could be. I, there's still a lot of things left to do. Amen. Come but on. Paul said, but, and so when he says but, he ch kind of changes the game a little bit, you know. On, Every time but shows up in the Bible, uh, there, there's a little bit of a change made. Amen. And so Paul said, I haven't done everything I want to. Uh, I count on myself to have apprehended but. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Right, amen. I want to preach just for a moment on this thought of leaving your regret behind. Come on. Leaving your regrets behind. Father, we come to you tonight. We just ask that you'd go and you'd be with us and that you'd, that uh, the Lord, that your spirit would be made manifest tonight. God, I pray you'd decrease me, increase you, hide me behind your cross, Lord. Lord, I pray that there, if there be one here lost, I'm done when I believe that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before it be too late. 
God, I pray that you lift burdens. God, loosen chains. Encourage your people. Lord, I pray tonight that we leave different than we was when we yeah, came. Lord, change people to go out into a dark world amen, and be yeah, a shining light for the gospel yeah, of amen. Jesus Christ. God, I pray that when we leave here that we will well, we won't be able to praise a puny preacher, but we'll be able to praise a holy God yes, for what He's done. Amen. Of course, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 The Bible said in John <laughs> chapter number 8 and verse number 36, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, uh, you shall be free in there. Right. Uh, there is a great story that's told about a man in World War II. I mean, World War One. In World War One, they was fighting in that trench warfare that you've probably heard about. And man, it was just a stagnant <laughs> battle that was going on. They just dug a trench, set up some barbed wire and some landmines and some gases and all kind of things in between in what they would call no man's land. And so they're fighting in this battle in World War One, and the Germans are on one side, and and and, and the others are on the other side. The British and the U.S. and the French and on, and they're fighting against the Germans, and 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 man. And so they're engaged in war. And one day this man, this young private, finds himself in no man's land. And, and while he's out there at the, at, toward the end of this battle in this no man's land, as they call it, sure to face death, he encounters a German private in no man's land. And, and this guy is armed. And the German private is unarmed. Come on. He's unarmed. So, so by all rights, respects, and reasons, this is war. And so the, the British private should have shot and taken the life of the German private. You know, that's how war works. Come on, I mean, that, that's what war is. It's not a pretty thing. It's not a nice thing. It's an ugly, deadly thing. And that's how war works. Come you on. know, uh, that, 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 that's the way the deal goes. And so the German private is standing there unarmed and this, this, this British private is, I mean, all he's got to do is raise his firearm and take the life of the German private. But for some reason he doesn't. Amen. He doesn't do it. He doesn't take the life of the German private. He lets the, the young German go and, and man, this guy goes on back about this British private goes back about his business and the British private's name was Henry Tandy. And the Germans' private's name was a man named Adolf Hitler. Did you know that Henry Tandy could have killed Adolf Hitler as a private in the German army in the First World War and we would have never seen the mass genocide of the Jews? We would have never seen World War II. We would have never seen all of the horrible, heinous things that uh, occurred because of Adolf Hitler had Henry Tandy killed him in no man's land in World War I back in the late 1910s. But he let him go. And it was several years later they interviewed Henry Tandy and, and, and his story wasn't I can't function. It wasn't I can't move on. It wasn't I can't live. It wasn't I can't live with myself. But his story was that basically this. Had I known what would have came of Adolf Hitler I would have taken his life there that day. I spared him and I wished I had not. But my life 
did not end that day, and I still had to move on. on. Uh, Henry Tandy became a decorated police chief uh, in the British uh, police, and there is a street named after him uh, to this day. Uh, you say, Richard, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, is that that story is a parallel a lot of times to the life that you and I live as a Christian. Henry Tandy was able to do one thing that Paul's talking about here in Philippians chapter number 3. Henry Tandy was able to leave the regret behind him. Amen. He left it in his past. He moved on down the road. And you say, what are you, what are you, why, why, why are you saying we got to leave the regret behind us? Because that's where regret is. It's behind you. Come on, amen. Come on. I mean, that's where it's at. I, I can't regret something's going to happen in the future. I regret things that happened in the past. Come on, amen. I regret things that happened behind me. Amen. And so, and so Paul writing here in Philippians chapter number three, uh, Paul is saying, brethren, I cannot myself but I do count myself to, uh, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind Amen. me Come on. and think about Paul what about old Paul I mean all the things that Paul could have looked back on and wished he not have done Come on. Amen. I mean if you know anything about Paul you know that there's a lot of stuff Paul wished he wouldn't have done Come on. Amen. Paul used to be Saul he was the chief persecutor of Amen. the church yeah. Paul said of all sinners I'm the chief Amen. he said there's never been one worse than me I mean, that's what Paul said. There has never been one no worse than me. I am the chief of all sinners. Paul, man, he, he hated the church. Paul held the coats of those when he was Saul that stoned Stephen to Come death. On, and Paul wanted to see them stomped out, wiped out, none out, and none away with. He amen. wanted the whole entire New Testament church dead, gone, and forgotten about. Amen. Man, he was right in there with the scribes and the Pharisees. He was ready to wipe them out. Um, but we find Paul over in Philippians. That means wrote to the, written to the church at Philippi. Man, Paul goes on to write all these great New Testament epistles. He becomes the mentor to Timothy. He becomes a mentor to all these churches at Colossae and Philippi. And, and man, all of these other epistles that he writes. And Paul today is noted as being one of the greatest examples of a Christian that Amen. you and I could ever see. Man, Amen. Paul has, has looked up, up and Paul has, uh, has done this one thing. He's left regret behind him. Come on, man. Uh, he didn't pack it up and take it with him. Come on. He didn't put it on his shoulders. He didn't keep it in the back of his mind. Paul said, I ain't done everything I wished I would have done, but I sure have made a lot of improvement with Jesus Come Christ on, on my Amen. side. Amen. Uh, so I want to preach just for a few moments on this thought, leaving regret behind. The first thing I want to say is, is there is reasons that you and I regret. There's reasons we regret. I mean, there are so many things that occur in our life that cause us to look back and wish we wouldn't have done so. Come on, amen. I mean, if you're in a building and you've never, ever, ever, ever looked back and wish you wouldn't have done something, I want to meet you. Come on. Amen. I mean, you're special. Well, you're real good if you've never looked back and wished you would have done something. I mean, no matter little, how big little uh, it is, every one of us individuals have looked back and wished we wouldn't have done something we've done. Amen. I mean, you may regret it. May, it may be a uh, decision that you made in your life that you regret. 
It may be a job that you took or a job that you didn't take. It may be a place you moved or a place you didn't move. It may be a, a school you went to or a school you didn't go to. I mean, it, it could be a purchase you made or a purchase you didn't make. I mean, there are so many things that you and I can look back and regret. It could be a relationship you was involved with, uh, being a, a friendship or any other type of relationship that you was involved with that you wish you wasn't or that you wish you still was. If you're married and that's the case, don't say a word. Go on. <laughs> y'all work, y'all settle that later. Amen. It could be sins. Amen. You could look back and regret Come sins. On Come on. That you was involved in. Amen. I mean, you, you you could go back and, and those sins could, could be some type of abuse or, or those sins could, could, could be some type of addiction or those sins could be some type of sexual sin or, or those sins uh, could be all, all kinds of sins. How about the sin of, of inobedience? How about the Come sin on. of omission? How about Come not on. doing something for God Come that on. He wanted you to do? Amen. And you oh, look my. back and yeah. said, I wish I'd have done what God wanted me to do. Amen. I wish I would have been faithful. I wished I would, I wished I would have trusted. I wished I would have believed. And I wished I would have done something that, that God wanted me to do. Amen. It could be an outcome of a situation that you wish you would have stepped into. It could be something that you say, I, I should have done different. You know, that was all throughout my life growing up. My mama would always tell me, I just don't know where I went wrong with you. <laughs> Go up. I mean, she told me that all the time. She's mean. She's still mean. My friends are scared of her. <laughs> Wish they said, well, used to, uh, they they come over to mom and dad's house. One, some of my buddies, you know, we're going to be going hunting. And we're going we to hunt this afternoon. Y'all get over by about 1 o'clock. We'll fire off, man. About 1 o'clock, they get over there and, and they pull up. Mom said, hey, what they coming over here for? Well, we going hunting. Yeah, that sounds like fun, man. Y'all going to have fun <laughs> Well, y'all going hunting? Yeah, there's three of us. Well, just soon as y'all get all my patio furniture washed and put in the basement, <laughs> y'all can go. Man, my friend said, from then on out there, say, man, it's in jacks. Come on. Just tell her you're going to get something to eat. <laughs> my friends, man, they, they were scared to death of my mom. I mean, that's terrifying. Her. But she t- I just don't know where I went wrong. I mean, and she halfway jokingly said it, halfway didn't. But I mean, have you ever looked back at a situation and literally, wholeheartedly said that statement? I just don't know where I went wrong. Come on, I mean, you're looking back, friend. I want to tell you, there's so many things that us as as people, as human beings, can look back on, and we harbor regret in our lives because of something that turned out a certain way and that we, if we would have done something different, could have made it turn out different. Paul is writing here and Paul's saying, listen, I've got a whole lot of regret. No doubt could you ask Paul, Paul, would you have persecuted the church? And Paul would have said, absolutely not. Amen. No doubt could you ask Paul, Paul, was there somebody that you could have led to Christ? Was there somebody that you could have that you could have witnessed to and they would have come to know Christ? But instead, your spirit drove them away from Christ and made them hate the church. Come on. No doubt there was people down there persecuting the church, uh, hating the church, uh, that hated the church with Paul. And Paul's saying now, and no doubt Paul goes back to them and Paul says, hey, look, this is what you And they say, 
things that I want to say that, 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 that regret will, will do to you and I. The first thing it'll do is the regret will distress us. It'll distress us. Man, it'll get you worried. It'll get you worried. I'm talking about worried about something that's already happened and that you can't go back and change. Amen. Come on. It'll get you worried. Now, I mean, you remember Peter? You remember Peter over there? Peter was, uh, uh, he was in the garden and, and man, they arrest Jesus and everything goes down there. Jesus has already told Peter, said, you'll deny me thrice before the cock crows. Sure enough, third time denies him cock crows and the Bible said Peter began to weep. Amen. And Peter wept. Well, Peter was so upset. I know that what's going through Peter's mind is if I could go back. Come on. I wouldn't have done it that way. Amen. That's what Peter's doing. Peter begins to be in distress. And it's bothering him. It's hurting him. It, it, it's always to crawled up on Peter. And he just can't shake it off. I want to tell you that regret will begin to distress you. Amen. If you harbor regret, it will distress you. It will distress you. But not only will it distress you. Look right here. We're going to stay right here for a minute. It'll not only distress you, but regret will begin to deceive you. Amen. Come on. You'll start to identify by something that you've done a long time ago. Amen. Yeah. Come on. And that'll be you today. Amen. That'll be you today. You will identify by it. It'll deceive you. The devil will use something that you've done in your past, be it four years ago or 40 years Come ago. Come on. Amen. And he'll make it He'll make it deceive you. Amen. You know, the Bible said, like I said, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on, amen. You know, it's all gone. It's in the past. It's over. But you and I, we will harbor stuff. I mean, you know, we'll harbor hatred and bad feelings against our brothers. Come on. I mean, hey, that's just human nature. We'll do it. I mean, we'll hold a grudge. I know so I can't hold a grudge. I wish I could. <laughs> Amen. Hey, just say amen. I'm carnal sometimes. Come on. I wish I could hold a grudge some days. I want to get so mad at somebody and just stay mad at them. Come on. Just not talk to them for six months. Amen. But I just can't. I mean, I just can't hold a grudge against nobody. I mean, you, I, 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 that's just, I, I'm not bragging on myself, but I'm going to tell you this one thing, one spirit that God give me is that I can't hold a grudge on, on. nobody. Amen, brother. I just go on and get off work. But I got a lot of faults. Amen. But I want to tell you uh, that, that, that a lot of times uh, what happens in our, with regret is uh, you and I harbor regret and we hold a grudge against our own self. Come on. Because what the devil tells us in our mind. Amen. Yeah, you're going to teach Sunday school. How about everyone in folks going to be staring at you remember what you used to do? Come on, brother. Come on. You won't teach Sunday school. That's fine. That's fine. But you know, you know, they know how you used to be. Amen. Come on, brother. You, you want to go witness to that friend. Uh, but, but, but don't you remember you used to go down there and get drunk with him at the bar on Friday night? They won't listen to you. Come on. Hey, hey, you 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 wanna you wanna be a good example. You're not gonna be no good example to them. You know better than that. You used to be right there involved. I'm telling you, friend, now the devil will take and he'll make those things that are in your past that are behind you, and he will allow, he will deceive you and I into letting that get into our mind. It'll distress us, it'll deceive 
listen, and before you know it, you let it define who you are. Come on. Amen. You let it define you. You know what regret is? It is to cause uh, the past to be a present issue. It's to cause the past to be a present issue. Thank you, brother. It's to cause the past to be a present issue. You take something that's long since gone, that's way off in the behind you, that's so, I mean, it is gone, it's over, it's done with, and you'll let that thing come up to you and be an issue, something that happened way well back in the past. Come on. You know Jacob, you all remember Jacob? You know, he had he had his son Joseph and Benjamin and all the others. And man, Joseph, uh, you know, uh, he, he goes off to, 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 to Egypt and all that stuff. And, and the brothers, they tell him he's dead. Come on. You know, they send him off into slavery. They bring back that clothing. And they smear it through blood. Uh, and cover it with blood of a goat or, or, or something. And they bring it back to Jacob and they say, your son's dead. And you know what Jacob said? Jacob said in a great statement of the Bible, he said, I will go down into my grave in mourning. Amen. Jacob said, I'm not going to get over it. I'm going to die with it. Come on. Period. I'm just going to die with it. Jacob, man, Jacob said, I'll go down into my grave mourning. He wanted to live in sorrow for the rest of his life. He wanted to, he was not going to attempt to get over it. I ain't going to try to get over it. I'm just going to dwell in sorrow for the rest of my life. Amen. You know what you and I begin to do? Come on. We begin to identify and, and define by an action that happened. Come in on, our amen. Past. Amen. We define ourselves by an action that happened in our past. And you know what Paul said? Paul said, hey, I've done a whole lot of stuff. But I moved past all that stuff. And you know what? You know what Paul, Paul is, is making a positive reaction to a negative past. Amen. Regret is not repentance. Regret's not repentance. Come Regret on. is a negative reaction to a negative past. Amen. Repentance is a positive reaction. Come on, amen. To a negative past. That's it. Re- repentance is a positive reaction. To a negative path. Amen. Paul, he, he, he's saying, there's a whole lot of things I can still do. Man, I, the, the, the sky's the limit when you're with Jesus. I mean, there's, just, there's no limit to what you can do with Jesus. Amen. Amen. But, but, but Paul's saying, hey, uh, what I've done is I put all of this stuff behind me. Regrets, negative repentance is positive. Paul says, I have repented of my sins. Come on. I've been saved. I'm blood bought and I'm born again. And Paul has moved on beyond. That's, that's right. He's moving forward. He's leaving regret where regret ought to be. Behind him. That's it. Amen. Amen. You know that's what you ought to do with yours. Come on. Come on. Quit letting the devil tell you that you are. Quit letting the devil tell you that you are somebody you used to be. Come on, brother. Preach it. Amen. Because if Jesus Christ has come by your way, the Bible said he, when the sun set him free, he's free indeed. He said, preacher, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, first of all, there was a reason of regret. Second of all, there's a damage of regret. But third of all, there is a leaving of regret. Uh, The Bible tells me in 1 John, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He said,
preacher, what are you trying to say? You want to spiritually stagnate yourself? Come on. To the point of no effectiveness. You just keep holding on to it. Come on. It's going to kill you dead in the water. Amen. <laughs> just keep holding on to it. That's fine. All you got to do is let go and Come keep going on all the greater things they are. If that old coon walk up looking try to grab the thing and say, hey, I can't get rid of, get rid of this. I got to let go and move on or something bad's going to happen. That old coon can just keep on living his life, get fat and happy and eating dog food out of people's bowls. But you know what you and I do? A lot of times we'll run back to something that happened years ago and man, we'll grab hold of it and we just ain't let go. Man, come on. If you and I want to have revival, come on. This week, come on, brother. I'm, hey, this ain't about does your wife, husband, friend, brother, or the person on the beach next to you want to have revival. Come on. I'm sure we could all just tell everybody what to do. Come on. Come on. out a lot better, can we? Amen. Now, if you want to have revival, you're going to have to just turn loose some stuff. Man, come on. Come on. You just go ahead and turn loose of it, let it go, and let the one that saved you from a devil's hell with the blood of Jesus that can wash away oh, all man. sins. There is not one sin God cannot forgive you of except for the sin of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. And you know what that is? That's just not asking Him to forgive you. That's not nothing big and huge and complicated. That's just refusing to accept the offer to be forgiven. Is. I don't even know how long it is. I'm that scared of them. 
5K fun run. Let me just call it 5K fun run. Who in their right mind named it a fun run? Come on. I mean, seriously. I mean, how many people you think showed up, run the 5K, and said, I thought it was supposed to be a fun run? Amen. But, man, they're running a marathon. The marathon. This is the real deal. And he's smoking them all. Well, the day comes in the 68 Olympics for John Robert to go out and run. And John Robert takes off. Man, they fire the guns and he's in first place. He's led wire to wire, never heat he's ever been in. He's, he's never lost a race. He just runs off and leaves them all. By halfway through, the Astro burners kick in. He, he rears back, grabs some more, and here he goes. Thinking about halfway through the race, he's leaving. Thinking about... Uh, you know, a little further through the race, about maybe even two-thirds, he's still trucking out in front. And about that time, that he, he's still in the pack. He hasn't off and left him yet. He's still in the pack. And, and, and some people behind him, right there, clothes get tangled up, and they wad up, and he gets caught up in the fray. And, he, and, he, and, and, and all these marathon runners fall down and pile up and, 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 and can you imagine that them running at these fast speeds and how slender these guys are and they're all wadded up, mixed up, messed up he's on the bottom, he was in the front everybody fell on him and, and they unpile and unstack and the runners go on and the people moves on they get to him and, and, and this great Olympian is laying there on the bottom of the pile and he's got a, a broken leg lacerations all over his body and they get him they get to him and, and they give him medical attention and they say we're gonna we're gonna put you on a gurney he said no you're not they say oh you've got it he said no I will not I will not go off this place on the gurney he limping and dragging with a fractured leg makes his way all the way to the end of the course Dead level last by hours in last place. And he crosses the finish line. He crosses over the finish line. And you know how them reporters are. Man, he gets across the finish line, they run up and stick it in his face. What do you got to say? Just run a marathon with a rope leg. What do you got to say? John Roberts said, I ain't got one thing to say. They said, John, how did you make it through the race? Man, you had a fractured leg. They could have took you off. You're one of the greatest runners ever. You should have conserved yourself. You should have re uh, went and got rehabilitated and come back in four years. You should have called it off. Took the do not finish. You should have you should have just left. There was no chance of you in it. What do you have to say? He said, I have one thing to say. My country didn't send me over here to start a race. Come on. My country sent me over here to finish a race. Amen. 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 That's right. You say, what are you trying to say, preacher? What I'm trying to say is you need to let go of all the stuff that the devil is sucking your head. God's already forgave you of it. And you tell the devil, you say, listen here, big boy. Every time you bring that up, you say, I've been to Calvary. I've been washed. I've been sanctified. That's right. That's right. Come on. Wow. 
Come on. It's time that you and I saddled up and said, we're going to finish the race. That's it. And quit looking at all them things behind us. Amen. Quit looking at all them things behind us. <coughs> I want them to come get a verse of song for us. We're going to have an invitation. We're going to have an invitation. And what, 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 what we need is for some people that want to have a revival to say, I'm done dealing. Come on. I'm done dealing with this stuff. God's already forgiven me of it. Man. It's time I forgave myself of it. And I moved on. And, and, and notice what Paul said. Look at this excitement. I left the text. Come on, brother. I pressed towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Amen. In Christ Jesus. Paul said, I, I haven't done everything I should have. I haven't I had achieved everything I should have. But I've let go of a lot of things. And I've moved past a lot of things. And I've put them behind me. And what I'm doing is I'm going forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. Pressing towards a high calling that He's given me. It's time that some of us done the same. Come on. Let's stand, make it easy to move. Somebody come down. You take something that's on you, some burden, some something you've been harboring. You can't. You 